0: A, uh, an essay that I really liked from uh, from early on in the Substack uh, was kind of about uh, the ways that uh, that racial justice arguments play out, you know, in um, in the uh, in the U.S. Uh, and uh, and the ways that like that sort of goes back, you know, what, like the interplay between um, kind of. Symbolic gestures about this stuff and uh, and substance. The essay is called uh, I think it was just perhaps we can't do both. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, what the you know the um uh, the that was uh, was a week that was where the the race conversation was dominated by the treatment of Meghan Markle in the British royal family, and uh, I just found it um, so, so amazing. That a movement that was not started by, but which was kickstarted by, or, or was was so propelled by, uh, the murder of um, a I, you know, I guess lower middle class or or working class uh, black man on the streets of uh, in Minnesota, um, that we now are spending our time talking about a woman who, is absolutely someone who who suffers under prejudice and racism, racism because everybody. Uh, who's black does and i totally acknowledge that and that sucks but she's um among the wealthiest human beings on earth she's certainly among the 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 most famous human beings on earth one of the most influential um in terms of her safety and security and overall quality of life she's someone who is doing as well as you know she's easily in the top like 0.1 of the human species right um and yet our, our racial dialogue was just captured by this story. And one of the things that I try to uh, always say is, you know, people talk as though we do not have such a thing as like an economy of attention or that as if attention and energy and, and uh, uh, sort of psychic, you know, power that's being expended on these things, that these are limitless resources and they're not. Right. When we are covering one thing, we're not covering another. Um, The number one, you know, you know, racism and white supremacy are big and multifaceted and have lots of different components. But like if you say like the biggest thing that separates black and white people in terms of like the average black person uh, and what and sort of how it impacts what impacts their life the most. It's the black white uh, income gap or wealth gap. Right. It is the economic difference between these two races. That gap.
0: Yeah, I mean, (laughs) just just to just interject. I mean, George Floyd was uh, uh, was murdered after the cops were called on him, you know, because he was trying to uh, to to pass a bad twenty, you know, to uh, at like a uh, at at a convenience store. I think shortly after being uh, being laid off, yeah. Uh, You know, so I mean, that you know, like that one detail, you know, like like does paint a little bit of a picture by itself. Yeah, and
1: I think that, um, and that's you know, and it touches every every black person, right? Like, um. It is true that, that there's a disproportionate number of black people who live in urban centers where there, there's high uh, crime, uh, higher uh, drug use and more violence from the police. That's true. But there's also you know millions upon millions of black Americans who are lower middle class or middle class who uh, don't live in those environments and for whom those problems are not everyday issues, but yet who still suffer under the black white wealth gap because they simply have fewer resources. Um, You can go days on Twitter with a timeline full of people who talk about racial issues without anyone using the phrase black white wealth gap, right? It just doesn't get talked about. And, you know, Meghan Markle over that issue to me, is an indication of the brokenness of our racial conversation. The other thing is, you know, um, if Meghan Markle, I mean, one of the things that developed in this conversation was you could not talk about Meghan Markle as anything other than the, someone who faced the full force of racism, right? In other words, saying something like, yes it's terrible that she's being that people are expressing prejudice against her but uh you know she's very wealthy she's literally part of dynastic royalty now you know like um those details were were very exp- explicitly denied and said that that's racist if you say that the question that we have to ask ourselves is if someone in meghan markle's position cannot be said to have been rescued more or less from the the force of racism, what hope do we have for, for, for it at all, right? right? If a person who's that wealthy, who's that powerful, that influential, that famous, who is in the British royal family, if that's someone we have to look at and we can only define her through her, her oppression as a racialized figure, then we should just give up, right? Because I don't care how, you know, how generous the reparations are going to be if we can get the, if we can get a bill like that passed? Um, they're not going to bring the average black person to the status of Meghan Markle, and I think that just speaks to this nihilism about race that we've uh, developed, which is that like if you acknowledge that progress is possible and that some people are more or less some black people are more or less victimized by re- by racism, that's seen as like not being taking it seriously enough. But what it really means is that you're saying there's no hope, right? Because most black people are never going to be Meghan Markle, and if it if what she's got is not good enough, then I don't know what good enough could possibly be.
0: Yeah, right. Absolutely, and and it's also, I mean, even, um, I mean, you can separate out some of what people mean by you know systemic or structural racism, which are sometimes. Uh, frustr- frustratingly vague phrases, like especially when I like now in the post George Floyd movement, when I hear like centrist Democrats <laughs> using these phrases, I always really want to know what what structures or systems you know that they're, they're thinking of. Right? Certainly mm-hmm. not capitalism, but um, right. but um, but like one thing you know that uh, that that it can mean is is just sort of uh, lasting disparities, you know, due to past oppression and, and discrimination uh which you know which are certainly you know which are certainly solved by uh you know by redistribution you know of, of of wealth and you know and power uh and uh whatever form that that takes right and you can have that whole sort of you know ta Coast coates adolf reed kind of debate about you know exactly how that the redistribution should happen you know whether it's racially targeted or you know through uh through universal programs uh but even if uh, even if what people are often talking about is is just prejudice in people's heads, uh, which is sometimes explicitly what some people mean by structural racism—that's the uh, the P plus P definition, prejudice plus power—and mm-hmm. uh, it still seems like a pretty you know you don't want to speak too confidently about what would happen in the future, especially with like more diffuse cultural issues, but uh, certainly every society in which some kind of ethnic or religious or linguistic, you know, racial community is an impo, you know, has like that status of an impoverished underclass. It does seem pretty universal that people like tell themselves some sort of story about how they deserve it. Uh, so, so they don't have to, uh, to feel bad about it. So, I, I mean, I, I do, uh, you know, like I, I'm under no illusions that closing the, the black, white, you know, uh, wealth gap would, uh, would completely eliminate the existence of racial mm-hmm. prejudice. But um, but I think there are some historical precedents to think that, you know, even that would considerably, you know, reduce it, you know, like which would, you know, you don't have to reduce it to nothing in order to have made like considerable progress, you know, like anti-Semitism as we were just talking about right. still exists, but nothing like, you right. know, like when my grandmother was growing up.
1: Right. The, the, the prejudice endures, but the material conditions are different because uh, 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 Jewish Americans are some of the wealthiest uh, ethnic groups in the country. And uh, so they have the ability to secure uh, what they need for their material lives uh, to be safe, to be well fed, to be protected. And that's something that black people could have, too.
0: This has been a free public preview. Of a patron exclusive episode of Give Them an Argument. To get the rest of this episode and every other patron exclusive episode, go to patreon.com slash Ben Burgess.